this morning, a special prayer. Uh, other than that, let's ask the Lord to touch our minds, our hearts. Thank Him for this opportunity that we have this morning. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful that I get to wake up and had another breath and get an opportunity to stand in His presence this morning. So I, I want to take, take advantage of this opportunity. Lord, I thank you today. I praise you today. I worship you, Lord. I glorify you. I magnify you. I exalt you. I lift you up today, Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity. I ask you to touch my heart this morning. Touch my mind this morning in Sunday school. Speak to me this morning. Speak to all of us this morning, Lord. I ask that you give us understanding, Lord. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let's just give the Lord another hand clap of praise. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. If you would, turn with me to uh, James 1. and I'll begin reading at verse 2. Uh, I just want to make it uh, just real quick. Uh, since I don't have social media or Facebook, uh, and my wife does, but I do want to wish her a, a 12th, happy 12th anniversary. Uh, God's been good to us. God's been good to us. So James 1, verse 2, the Bible says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. As I read that uh, last night, I began to just wonder, whoa, you're talking about rejoicing and temptation. I'm confused here. But as I began to study deeper, I just seen how dumb I really was. Because temptation here is not the temptation that we think about this morning. Uh, and let's just make it clear. Temptation is not sin. Amen? It's not sin. Uh, we have no control of it. Just like we don't have a control over uh, a bird flying over our head. Do we? We don't. But we do have control of that bird making a nest in our hair. Just like temptation. We don't have no control over temptations that come our way. But we have control over how we handle them. But that's not the same temptation we're talking about here because if you study this and study this passage and what James has, you'll find that this temptation, diver's temptation, is trials. It's persecution. It's calamity. It's things that you're going through. Struggles, battles that you're fighting here. So he's saying, my brethren, count it all joy. Rejoice. For all these temptations that you're going through. Rejoice through all these trials and these tribulations and these struggles. Rejoice. Because it's through those that you begin to grow. It's through those that you're made stronger. And I want to teach to you this morning on this subject, what stops growth? What stops growth? Are we ready? I'm going to go to Genesis 12. Be a little lengthy reading. Again, on somebody I just recently already uh, just preached about, taught about. We're going to go right back to Jacob. The Bible says, verse 27, And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, 
He called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, My son. And he said unto him, Behold, here I am. And he said, Behold, now I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out to the field, and take me some venison. And make me savory meat, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me venison, and make me savory meat, that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats. And I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother is a hairy man, and I'm a smooth man. My father, peradventure, will fill me, and I shall see, uh, seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. And his mother said unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. And he went and fetched and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory meat just as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly raiment of, his, of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck, and she gave the savory meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. And he came unto his father and said, My father, he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thou so may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quick, quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him, and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy, as his brother's hand, or Esau's hands. So he blessed him. So here you have Isaac, who longed for the day that he might bless his eldest son Esau. So much that his feelings got the best of him, and he blessed the wrong son. Obviously, you know, he's blind here in this part of Scripture, and he's on his last leg of his life. And obviously his son Esau had to be an extremely hairy young man uh, for Jacob to have to cover himself with goat's hair and skin and just to fool his father. But... It was his lack of physical sight that caused him to depend on his other four senses. But those other four senses would also let him down. Decisions based upon emotion 
rather than the guidance of the Holy Ghost will always cost you more than you are ever willing to pay. Hear me this morning, because I'm going to teach this morning to all of us, to myself included. So physical blindness is no excuse for not knowing and experiencing the will and peace of God this morning. The biggest battle that I believe we will ever fight is between what you feel and what you know. Hear me this morning. Feelings are important. They are. They're very important. God created them. He gave us them, and He expects us to experience them. He doesn't uh, expect us this morning to be just uh, uh, emotionless mach- machines, to come in here and not have any kind of emotions. He doesn't expect that all at all. But understand what I'm trying to say this morning. Feelings have no intellect. Uh, they are real and they are powerful, but they don't think. They don't say, hey, let, give me a little bit right here. Let me figure out if I'm going to smile or not, uh, or if I'm going to be excited or not, if I'm going to uh, hoop and holler or not. They don't think about that. All we can do with our feelings is react. Feelings will react to a lie just as they will react to the truth. Amen? Anybody? Feelings even react to things that are not even real. Uh, That's why feelings must always be the caboose of the train and never the engine. Let me just take you back to the Garden of Eden just for a moment. Let's just just jump to that story real quick. Uh, Satan turned the caboose into the engine at that moment in their lives by appealing to Eve's feelings and her desire. He convinced Eve to take uh, the fruit and look at it from his perspective. He put the truth into the caboose position. So when Eve took the fruit at that moment and ate it, she was rejecting the truth in favor of her feelings. Oh, y'all strap in this morning. Let's go a little deeper. The earth rotates on his axis each day, right? Since the circumference of the earth at the equator is nearly 25,000 miles, a spot on the equator rotates at approximately 1,038 miles per hour. My, my. In addition to the rotational speed of the earth spinning on its axis, the earth is also speeding at about 66,000 miles per hour in its circle around the sun once every 365 days. So what am I telling you this morning? The earth is moving right now. But we feel absolutely nothing. Church, we don't always see or feel what is true. So what I'm telling you this morning is don't do what you feel because you don't always feel like doing good or or even doing anything at all. But the fact is this, if we ever want to grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ, we've got to learn to control our feelings. We've got to learn to know uh, when to, uh, how to react from here on out. Because what stops growth? Not feelings in itself, 
but how we respond to those feelings. And that's in what we know. Well, I just don't feel it this morning. Well, I feel tired this morning. Well, I feel wore out this morning. Well, if you respond to that, then all you've done is stunted your growth. Because God wants to grow you. God wants you to draw closer to Him. God wants to pick you up. God wants to take you a step higher. But if you're always stuck in your feelings, if I'm always stuck in my feelings, then you go nowhere. Because it's at that moment, hey, I feel tired. Let me just tell you, I'm tired this morning. It's been a long night. As I know a few others here, the tired this morning. But that's not what propelled me to be here this morning. It's not because I had to teach. What got me here this morning is the fact is this. I want to continue to grow in my walk with God. And the only way that I can do that is show up and do what I know to do. And that's to love him through it all. Mm-mm-mm. The term feeling is defined by Webster's Dictionary as any state or condition of emotion. Uh, the exercise of the capacity for emotion. Any mental state, whatever. As a right or wrong feeling in the heart. Angry or kindly feelings. A feeling of pride or of humility. So feelings can be right or wrong. Good or bad, at least from the strictest definition of it all, is what I just read in Webster's Dictionary. The greatest blessing of God this morning for all of us in this life is that we are not saved, lost, kept, protected, punished, nor judged by the way that we feel. Oh, I don't think y'all heard me there. The greatest blessing that we can get from God it's not uh, being punished or, or, or getting in trouble or, uh, over the way we feel. Because the fact is this, if we got what we really needed because of what we felt, would none of us be here this morning? I said, no, 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 no. Because I know you're human. I know your flesh. I know sin, how it works. He knows all that. So he's given us an opportunity to get past all that. Oh, man, I've heard it many times, as all of us have. I've been told uh, a few times myself, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Because I got up in my feelings. I got up and I was a little bit grumpy. Not this morning. But it's just the things that I felt. And if I go off of that, then my growth goes no further. Then I grow in the Lord no further. But when I say, you know what? And since the Lord has given me that opportunity to say, hey, I'm not going to give you what you're feeling. Because what you need is a smack on the head. But I give you an opportunity when you come into the house of the Lord to continue to grow in me. For me to continue to bless you. For, for me to continue to push you forwards. Hey, we're all on different levels today. We're all on different levels at different mile markers. But the fact is this, we all have an opportunity today, every one of us, to continue to grow, to continue to move, to continue to push forwards. But it's our response to the way we're feeling this morning that's going to stop the growth or continue the growth. 
Church, sometimes I don't feel very saved when my flesh acts up. Anybody ever felt that way? So we're beyond the oppression of, of human emotion. Yet we linger too close to the world and, it tra- and its trappings. And then we're cheated by all of our feelings. Doing what you know first will get you in line with God's touch every single time. Then your feelings will align with that. Oh, you came in with a frown this morning. Well, do what you know to do in Christ. Do what you know to do. Do what you've learned to do. And come into the house of the Lord and allow God to grow you. Then when you leave, that frown's turned upside down to an actual smile. Now your feelings have been in line with what you've known. But, as I've said on many occasions, I've said it over and over again. If you do what you feel first, then you've just aligned yourself in the wrong position. Because the fact is this. You get up on a Monday knowing that most of the time Mondays are just a, it's just a bad day for everybody because we've made it that way. I've made it that way. But if I do what I feel first, and I'm going to work on Monday and that truck or that car cuts me off and I do what I feel first, I might end up doing some things that I ought not be doing. I might show some gestures that I ought not be showing. I'm just being real today. If we're honest with ourselves and we start doing what we feel first, oh, you're going to get mad. Because I don't know anybody in here that likes to get cut off when you're going 75 or 85 miles an hour. Anybody? Or vice versa. So your feelings, if you react to your feelings first, then they just get you in trouble. But when you react to what you know, you know what happens? Your integrity stays intact. And when that stays intact, all that does is produce growth. And you continue to grow. You continue to move in the Lord. And you just wave at the situation because you know what you know. It's all right? I don't want my growth to stop. Because if it stops... Then I stay where I'm at, and then I'm always going, Lord, what's going on? What's going on? And he's going, hey, I've given you an opportunity every single day, but you've woken up, or you've gotten up, or you've moved on, and you just picked feelings over what you know I can do for you. And your feelings have kept me from doing anything in your life. I'm just telling you. It's hard to get a touch from the Lord when you're like this in church. It's hard to get a touch from the Lord when your hands are always in your pocket. Uh, Is this all right, Pastor? I'm just teaching what I feel because I've been in that instance. I've been on the back pew and I've I've struggled with my feelings because I just don't feel it. You're not always going to feel it. You're not going to always walk in the house of the Lord and the Holy Ghost just smack you in the face. It's just, it's not always going to happen. So if you just do what you know to do and that's to step in the house of the Lord whether you feel it or not and begin to worship Him, then your feelings get in line with what you know 
And before long, you start feeling the Holy Ghost. And that's when growth continues to happen. In this today's society, what we don't need in the church, what we don't need in our personal lives is a stunted growth. Don't misunderstand what I'm fixing to say. And I'm not making fun of nobody or, or cutting on nobody. But what we don't need in the church today, the church, the ultimate church, is a bunch of midget Christians. Hear me. Because your growth is stunted. Running around here and the enemy's bigger than you. Going, man, he just keeps beating me. He keeps beating me. He keeps beating you because you keep trying to go off of your feelings. Get off your feelings and do what you know. And you know that when you surrender all and say, Lord, it's all yours and none mine, growth begins to happen. And before long, you're a giant staring down the enemy. Hear me this morning. I'm not saying all feelings are bad. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But what I am saying is if we try to live this life on our feelings alone, then we're probably going to be in trouble. I want to grow. I want to grow in every aspect that the Lord has for my life. I want him to move me. I want him to change me. Church feelings can cause us to go through the motions sometimes. Can I get an amen? amen. You come right on and in and, and, and you're just not feeling it today. You just clap your hands. You, uh, you just put on that dollar smile and you just try to make it through a two-hour service so you can go feed that growling stomach. I've done it. And those feelings cause you to miss things because we just go through the motions. I just, I'm going to just go through the motions. I'm just going to get through it all. When, when you know you're struggling inside, you know uh, you're going through what James is talking about, uh, through divers' temptations, but there's no rejoicing because you ain't feeling it. But if you ever just get a hold of what you know, Keep saying, do what you know, do what you know, do what you know. What do you mean? Anybody believe the word of God? Yes. Do we really believe the word of God? Yes. Okay. Then you know that by his stripes we're healed. Yes. Then you know that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yes. Then you know that when the enemy would come in like a flood, he would raise up a standard against him then you know that He will go before you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. Then you know that in Him there is peace and in the world there is trouble. But take what? Heart. Because He has overcome the world. Then you know that if you go to Him weary and burdened, He will give you what? Rest. Then you know that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
then you know that when you pass through the waters, he will be with you. And through the rivers, that uh, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Neither will the flame kindle upon you. Should I continue? I'm just telling y'all. If you've asked a question, what do you mean by what you know? That's what I know. What I know is that I can do all things through Christ with strengthening me. I know that if God is for us, who can be against us? These are the things that propel me in the church when I ain't feeling it. Because when I walk in and I do what I know, God honors what I know. Is there just anybody in here that hears what I'm saying this morning? Uh, Knowing what you know. I believe it was pastor that preached a message one time titled, I Know What I Know. I'm glad that I know that his word is true. And that if I come into the house of the Lord, no matter my circumstance, no matter my situation, no matter my trouble, no matter the way I'm feeling, that if I just step out on what I know, he'll continue drawing me closer to him. I'm still not where I need to be. I'm still not where God has has in store for me. I'm still not there. And if I go off of my feelings this morning, then you know what I've done is I've stunted my growth to that point. Now I've stopped. Because the Lord gave me an opportunity this morning. And if I don't take that opportunity this morning because of the way I feel... Don't stunt your growth by allowing your feelings to dictate what you do from here. Don't allow it this morning. I'm just telling. I don't, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but I don't care what they did to you. I do. I do. But I don't. Because I'd rather see you grow in the Lord than allow that situation of somebody that hurts you to keep you from getting what God has in store for you this morning. Hey, if you're watching live and you need a touch from the Lord, I'm just telling you this morning, you need to get past the feelings. The feelings of hurt, the feelings of pain, the feeling of of sickness, the feeling of uh, doubt and loneliness and depression and oppression. Those feelings, we've got to get past. Set them aside and say, Lord, I'm just going to do what I know. And I know that you're going to take care of me no matter what. And when that happens... He takes care of the rest. It all gets lined out then. And then you can leave going, I feel good about today. Why do you feel good about today now? Because you weren't feeling it earlier. Well, you see, I lined it out the way it was supposed to be. Because I'm not going to stunt my growth. I need to continue to grow in the Lord. And the only way that I know how to do that is by doing what I know. Hear me this morning. Don't trust your feelings. Trust the God you serve. That's what it comes down to. Don't trust the way you feel because it's going to lead you down a rabbit hole. 
But when you trust God, he'll always lead you down the road that you're supposed to be going. Every single time. Uh, church, it's time to grow. It's time to grow. It's time to push forwards. It's time to keep on. It's time to move no matter where you're at in this life. If you're a first-time believer, if you just walked in, the Lord's just started moving in your life, it's time to grow. No matter where you are, quit looking at everybody else's growth. Quit looking at everybody else's circumstance and going, man, I wish I could be there. Well, they, they, they've, they've gone through the process. The fact is this. You're just now getting in the church. What you need to do is continue to do what you know. And what you know is when you lay at the altar and repent of your sins that you've done, he'll continue to bless you. What, mm, mm, uh, I'm reminded today. I'm reminded this morning that the enemy desires to sift us all as weak. Because if, he ever, if we ever get a hold of what we know instead of what we feel, I'm going to just tell you all, the enemy's in trouble. I, I don't know if we really understand that this morning. Because sometimes we get scared. Sometimes we allow that fear to get on us, just like I do. Man, it's just a scary situation, man. I, and that fear hits us. And we allow that feeling to overtake us. But when we... When we get a hold of what we know, we know that God's in charge and he's got it all in his hands. And we look at the enemy and say, not today. It's not going to happen today. Not my family. Not my children. Not my job. Not my home. Anybody want to grow this morning? I know what I know. And I know that God's got it all in his hands. And I want to continue to grow. God does not condition his love and his mercy or his grace upon my ability to fill each. The knowledge that his mercy endures forever is a fact. That's not a feeling. That's the word of God. And the Bible said his word is forever. Everything else is going to pass away, but his word is going to remain. And he said his mercy endures forever. That's not a feeling this morning. See, my feelings are changing. I may be excited today. And I'm excited to celebrate 12 years with Hillary today. But I may wake up discouraged tomorrow. I don't know. If I even wake up, I don't know. Let me just tell you, I'm thankful that the Lord placed me in her life. I'm thankful for that. But through those 12 years, we've had our ups and downs. They weren't always at the top with a smiling and everything was honeymoon. There's been some downers. There's been some days where she wanted to knock me upside my head. And tomorrow might be one of those days. Let me just tell y'all, His grace, God's grace does not somehow disappear because I feel unworthy. He still makes it available every single day for me, for you. No matter how I'm feeling. Because let me just tell y'all, just like I know a lot of y'all do, 
When I walk in every single service, I feel unworthy. I do. I feel unworthy to be standing behind this pulpit, this sacred pulpit, teaching to all of you. I feel unworthy. But it's not that that keeps the Lord from blessing me. But if I always respond to that feeling, then my growth goes no further. Then my growth gets no deeper. Then I get no closer to God because I'm always dwelling on that feeling of unworthy. Church, I know today that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it then for them, he can do it for me now. And he can do it for you tomorrow. No matter. Because even in that, in that passage, even in that scripture, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, he didn't put in there depending on your feelings. No, he said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Meaning it doesn't matter the circumstance you may face. It doesn't matter the trial that you may go through. It doesn't matter if you're the mountaintop happy as happy can be or if you're in the valley crying your heart out. The fact is this, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you'll just do what you know to do, He'll continue to bless you. He'll continue to move on you. He'll continue to let the growth happen. But it's how we respond that depends on our growth today. How we respond determines what our next step is. It's up to each of us, me, on how I respond today. And if I leave the same way I was feeling this morning, tired, then I missed an opportunity. Then all I did was stunt my growth. And all I did, all I did was put a stop on my growth. Oh, I might get another opportunity, or I might not. We don't know. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not, I'm not promised this next breath. But I want to take advantage of every opportunity that the Lord has given me, no matter what I'm feeling. Mm. Can I get amen? amen? I decided a long time ago to follow God's uh, will for my life. And it's taken me a while to finally uh, get to a point to not let my feelings dictate what I do or how I respond. It, it wasn't uh, uh, here until recently that I've even been more challenged. Here lately, I just feel like the Lord has challenged me over and over again. Just, just deep challenges. Uh, just deep pushes in the Holy Ghost. And I don't know where the Lord's taken me. I, I, I know what I feel uh, in all honesty because it's in line with the what I know. But the fact is this, I, I still don't know. I don't, I don't know where the Lord's going to take me. But I know that he's got it all in control. And I know he's the, he's the controller of it all. I know he's my pilot. Not my co-pilot, but he's my pilot. But it was, it was, it's been told to me on several occasions just here recently and, 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 and through just what I face. And I'm going to share it with you again today. And I, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, not going to be. I'm just, I want to show you all something real quick. I want to show you what the Lord really placed on me when he told me, what, when, when I asked him what stops growth. 
but it was told, you know, that, hey, you know, the pain that you feel from the tragedy that you suffered, it's, it, it, it will, it will go, it will pass, and, and you'll get through it. And I know all those people that told me that, under, they, they knew, they understood. I know, I know what they were trying to tell me. And I believe every word of it. Until I woke up the next day and the pain was still there. You just hang on. It'll, it'll, it'll go. You'll eventually get past it. But as days came by, a year came by, the pain was still the same as it was yesterday. Losing somebody so close to you, losing somebody to such a, a big tragedy in my life like I did. Hurt. Let me just tell y'all, the pain is still there today. Like it was the day it happened. Standing in this very uh, sanctuary. Preaching a funeral of my uh, great uncle. Someone who was like a father to me. I, you, you all know the story. You all know you've heard it plenty of times now. I'm probably tired of hearing it. But I'm just, I, I want to share with you what the Lord has shown me now. What he's shown me last night. As you see, through all those times, as I was feeling all that pain and all that hurt and all those questions, I wasn't growing. Are we all right, Pastor? It wasn't growing. No, I wasn't falling into nothing. No, I wasn't just losing my mind. Absolutely not. Obviously, it's still showing up to church, still preaching, still giving up. But my growth was stunted because I still dwelled on the feelings of that pain because it was still there, just trying to tuck it away. And as the Lord reminded me, and as I asked the question, Lord, what stops growth? What stops my relationship from working with you? And he told me how I respond to my feelings. And I had to repent. I had to repent last night. Because today, two weeks from now, today, my uncle will be gone for two years. And as I said a while ago, the pain is still the same as it was then. But there's a difference. You, you want to know the difference? It's because I didn't respond to those feelings anymore. I was challenged at a point in my life where I said, you know what? It's time to continue to work for the Lord and do what I know to do. And what I know to do is to show up to church every single service that I possibly can and take advantage of every single opportunity that I can. You want to know why I repeat myself so much about opportunity? It's because I've got to remind myself to take advantage of that opportunity. And if I allow the feeling of pain to hinder me from taking that opportunity, I get no closer in my walk with God. Church, I don't know about y'all, but if I even had just a, a little bit of knowing that my uncle made it to heaven... And if I ever want to have the opportunity to see him again, then I've got to take advantage of those opportunities to continue to grow in my walk with him so that I can ensure 
that I can make it. Now hear me. Your pain is still there. But when you grow, you know what happens? Oh, it doesn't make the pain go away. It doesn't take that tragedy away because it's still there. What it does is you get bigger than the pain itself. You get bigger than a situation itself. The reason why you can't get through it is because you stunted your growth by just responding to those feelings. And so you're the same size as the pain. So now the pain is getting bigger than your growth. I just need to tell somebody I don't know the experience that you've had I don't know the situations that you've gone through I don't know the tragedy that you've suffered I don't know the sickness that you're dealing with right now I don't know the questions but what I do know is this how you respond to those feelings determine how you grow today and church I want to continue to grow bigger than the pain that I feel this morning bigger than the circumstances that are presented to me this morning bigger than the trials that I go through I want to grow I want to grow oh I'm not negating the fact that you're going through some things and I'm with you I'm standing with you I know what it feels like I know pastor knows what it feels like I know our first lady knows what it feels like experience all the loss that she has But the fact is this, what keeps them going is showing up, doing what they know every single service, every single day. Because it grows them in Christ Jesus. But if you come in and the first thing you're always saying is they just don't understand. They don't know what I'm going through. You're exactly right. I don't understand. I don't understand why people do what they do. I don't understand why people hurt people. I don't understand. I don't understand why there's so much hate. Oh, I know there's people already breaking it down. I don't, I don't understand. I can't break it all down for you. But what I can tell you in the Holy Ghost this morning is if you respond to those feelings every time you walk in the house of the Lord, it'll be soon that you walk out with a stunted growth and may eventually walk out and never come back. Because your pain, your hurt, your situation, your struggle, your battle is going to be bigger than you When you had an opportunity every single service. Hey, I don't care how filled up you are with the Holy Ghost this morning. Get refilled up. You know why that lady couldn't pour any more oil into those vessels? There wasn't any more empty ones. They were all full. The problem is sometimes we come in just with a full vessel. And the Lord's saying, hey, it's time to dump yourself out now. Let me refill you. Let me re-challenge you. Let me continue to make you grow in me. Let me draw you closer. You're trying to live off the same Holy Ghost of last Sunday when I'm trying to give you a new Holy Ghost of this Sunday. I want to grow. I want to grow. And if I have the opportunity this morning to grow, then I'm going to be sure to walk out of here growing. If I got to cry to grow, if I got to worship, if I got to rejoice with a a voice of triumph, whatever I got to do to grow, I want to grow my relationship with Christ Jesus. It don't matter the way I'm feeling. It don't matter. Those don't matter. Once you get in line with Jesus Christ and you do what you know, 
Those feelings come in line. And you can walk out with a sigh of relief going, I feel so much better. And then you can say that. Because now it's really happening. But if you walk out here with a frown and you walk out of here going, oh, my back hurts and my neck hurts. Well, it's because you were feeling tired and you fell asleep and your neck was like this the whole service. That's probably why your neck hurts and your back hurts. <laughs> oh, I know it's funny, but y'all don't see what we see when we're standing up here. But when you push that aside and say, you know what? I'm going to get behind what the, uh, what, the, what the preacher teacher is teaching. I'm going to get behind my pastor, and I'm going to get behind it. It doesn't matter what the song is going to be playing. What matters is what they're singing about and who they're singing about. I'm going to worship him today. Oh, it might be an old song, and that's not modern to me. It doesn't matter. If you do what you feel and you don't sing the old song, then it's going to hinder your growth. But if you say, hey, that's an old song. I can get behind it. That's a new song. I can get behind it. And I'm going to worship the Lord because that's all that matters. Oh, boy, we're going to have some grown-up people. We're going to have some giants in the church. And that's what we need. We need some giants in the church to face the society today. Let's all stand. I just want us right now, I just want us to take an advantage. I'm 40 years old. It says 45 minutes. Obviously, I stopped a few minutes late or later. But the fact is this. I want to take advantage of this day. We're fixing to have 11 o'clock service. It's going to be powerful. I know it is because it's been powerful the last few services, last several services. I can't put a number on it. And I can't afford to miss those opportunities. I can't. I can't afford it. Because I do have some bad feelings sometimes. I do get mad sometimes. But I believe the Lord is going to take advantage of the day. And I want, to take, I want to take this opportunity. Let's just give the Lord a hand clap of praise and thank Him today for this opportunity.